So in the sitting meditation instructions, we uh, began the retreat emphasizing uh, primarily the breath and the body, uh, developing a relationship with an anchor, a home base, a dimension aspect of experience that is uh, relatively stable in the field of experience. Stabilizing our attention and presence by coming back again and again to this the simple fact of sitting Breathing. In this domain, this foundation of mindfulness, of awareness, is always available as we practice. And much of the art of practice is learning how to navigate uh, skillfully in the wilds of your own experience. So we gradually expanded the instructions to include, by now, all aspects of what's arising uh, in the field, the world as it appears through the senses, the body field, sensation, including uh, emotions, can be felt in the body, sadness or joy, excitement, fear, longing, included states, such as restlessness or Doubt, sleepiness, included kind of tendencies of mind such as grasping or pushing away. All of this to be included in awareness, just in the simple way as we sit and breathe whatever appears we receive just as we receive the breathing. The same manner of attending we apply to all phenomena. This unbiased attending seeing things as they are, without an overlay of story or judgment. When stories and judgments appear, we witness them in awareness, just as they are. Include sounds, the soundscape appearing in the field of awareness. And so this sitting is about trusting yourself to navigate. As you uh, sit here, sometimes resting in a more open awareness, which involves attending to just the changing field of objects or receiving whatever happens to be arising moment by moment. 
Sometimes seeing causality clearly, how one thing leads to another, leads to another. And sometimes just receiving the symphony of experience, the symphony of sound in the vast space of uh, wakefulness. At other times, coming back to your anchor, coming back to the breathing for stability, support, to regroup, to collect your scattered attention or your restless mind. And you can trust yourself in this exploration. Learning happens when there's awareness present. You cannot make a wrong turn. So beginning with the breath and the body, sensitive to the whole body, feeling the breath moving in the body. And now with the skills and capacities you have cultivated here, trusting yourself. Trusting yourself to meet this moment and whatever it contains. Trusting yourself in being with this selfless unfolding, this river of experience. in which everything that we call I, me, and mine, and everything that we say is out there is all a part of this river of experience. A river with no banks.
breathing with, being with, things as they are, even (coughs) as they move and change, arise and pass, moment by moment.
at times anchoring with the breathing. At other times resting in awareness and just watching phenomena move through like weather patterns moving through the sky. Everything that arises is changing from moment to moment. All of it arising out of conditions. Not something you need to control. and allowing everything to take its natural course. The sky doesn't prefer one pattern over another. And yet it is the space which allows all things to move and to be
We have time this morning for some questions. Um, if there, let's start with folks who, um, this morning, with folks who, just making room for, if you haven't had a chance to ask a question uh, in the hall, um, like to make room for you. Yes, please. Could you speak up just a little bit? What was the first thing you said? Yeah, you are unique. <laughs> we should just establish that first. Completely and utterly unique. That's true for each of you, and that's a beautiful thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's safe to say it's normal. <laughs> A lot of people have that question about their experience. Is this okay, or is this in the realm of normal? Usually, yes. Um, I'm not sure about the neuroscience of it, but in terms of practice, some thoughts will be ones you can witness. You know, it'll be like, like you said, like clouds, you can sort of see them or feel them moving through. And other times there'll be kind of subtle thoughts or things that just, you know, you, you sense something, but you don't know what it is. And, and on a practice level, you want just don't worry about that, just let it move through. Like some sounds you hear very tangibly. Others, they sort of like, yeah. And so what you don't want to do is go trying to like, what is that? You know, was that a, you know, or letting it bother you because that will upset the balance of mind, the balance of awareness. So one of the things that uh, I was, uh, I was uh, quoting Rina Sirkar the other day and uh, I will quote her again. She, she used to always, her guided meditations were wonderful. She would always just like talk through the whole thing. <laughs> just saying all kinds of wise things. Sort of like a rambling conversation. But so deep. She was so deep. You just, it was like being in this Dharma field. Uh, but one thing she would always say, and she would say it over and over again, is like, do not worry about what you are not seeing. <laughs> you know? And so... So that would be my advice to you, is just let it, you know, let that move through, but don't let it upset the balance, you know. And then the things you need to see will appear. And then as the mind settles, some of that stuff that's subtle may become visible. Or you may sense what it is at various points. It's like, oh, there's that, that. Um, But there's a very important thing of not trying to see more than you are seeing. Because that leads to this kind of like, it's different than just the ink kind of curiosity. It's that kind of pushing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, please. So in one of the conversations, you were talking about emotions. Mm-hmm. And then there was another conversation about emotional tone. Feeling tone. Yeah. Feeling tone yeah. and emotion. Yeah. So I'm still trying to understand emotions in general. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even sure what emotion I'm dealing with at any particular time. Yeah. Like, is that sadness? Yeah. And so it got me kind of like, oh, wow, there's this whole other level of emotion. And I'm like just trying to figure out. Which one's going? Feeling something yeah. Yeah. So that's a great, I know, I appreciate that. It's, um, so feeling tone, it's, it's a good point, and I should, probably should have unpacked this. We here in you know, the states, use the term feeling to mean emotion. Feeling tone is not about emotion. Feeling tone is the pleasantness or unpleasantness that comes with any given experience or the neither pleasant nor pleasantness. So you, if you see something that is appealing to you, it might feel pleasant. You see somebody coming towards you you like, it's like pleasant. 
You see something, somebody coming towards you you've been avoiding? Un- unpleasant. <laughs> you know, so that's sort of tangible. So that's not an emotion. It's like a feeling tone. You know, there may be an emotion too, like, you know, anxiety, fear, anxiety. You know, so that, but the feeling tone is like you think something, like you remember a meditation experience from yesterday. Oh, pleasant. Or you remember a conversation before the retreat. Unpleasant. And that happens before the emotion even arises. It's like in the moment of sense contact. So that's feeling tone. And, and I'm glad you asked because it's not about emotion. Although in emotion can have a feeling tone too. Like anger can have an unpleasant feeling tone. Like, oh, I don't like being angry. But it could also have a pleasant feeling tone. Sometimes it feels sort of vaguely pleasant to be righteously angry. I'm angry and I'm right. Right? So, that, so the tone will determine our reaction to it. So if it's pleasant feeling tone, you'll probably keep going with the anger. <laughs> you know? If it's unpleasant, you might keep going too, right? but it would in a different way. So that's important. And then in terms of feeling your emotions, I would just say generally, many of us have been very conditioned out of feeling our emotions. You know? And I will say, especially as kind of a you know, male-identified you know, just that's sort of part of the cultural thing. It's like you're not supposed to have feelings or something. And I'm using feeling there as emotion, right? Uh, so, so for a lot of us, part of the practice is a relearning of how to like, um, it's almost like learning a language. W- what is the strange thing I'm feeling? <laughs> is it fear? Is it sadness? Is it anger? Is it love? <laughs> you know? And so, so don't, you don't have to rush that. It's just sort of like, and you don't have to label it. You can just say, oh, this is something. I don't know what it is, but just make room for it. So that's the way I would say approaching the emotions. Uh, but it's wonderful that you're making room for that and that you're interested in it. I think that's a beautiful thing. Uh, and there is a trajectory of learning that happens just in doing that and relearning. Yeah. So thank you. Please, in the back. So, I've heard both of you speak about doubt. Death. Doubt. 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 The other D word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, as I recall, both the Buddha and the Dalai Lama, for instance, have spoken about helping. Yes. Beautiful, yeah. The kind of, and of course you use the word skepticism, we use that a certain way, you know? So one thing that's very core to the Buddhist teaching is this thing of look and see for yourself. Don't take anybody's word for it, you know? And that's a very, um, like, that's a don't take, you know, that's not a going on kind of blind belief. So if you want to call that skepticism, that's deeply in the tradition. You know, I, I would call that, I don't know what word I'd use, but that's, that's really in this, this thing of like genuine inquiry that's not going on, and there are suttas about this, not going on history, not going on reputation, not going on belief, not going based on even whether you like what someone's saying, really seeing for yourself. So that. And that's the basis even of the meditation practice. What, what, what's actually true? What am I? What is here in that seeking? The kind of doubt that we're talking about as a hindrance is a very particular kind of doubt, which is called skeptical doubt. And it's, it's sort of, um, as opposed to the kind of skepticism you're describing, which I think brings you closer to experience, you're saying, I want to see for myself what this is. Skeptical doubt in this way is a kind of doubt that takes you away from experience. It's sort of the kind of ruminative doubt like um, that doesn't let you get close and look for yourself. You see what I'm saying? So it's like you're here to meditate, but instead of being with your breathing, you're thinking, is this worth it? I don't think so. I read a bunch of stuff that said meditation is full of it. It doesn't seem to be working, you know, that kind of thing, which 
it's actually not helping you inquire into whether it's true or not in a real way. So it's, I would say that, that to look for that. Or, um, I'm not good enough for this. You know, I don't think I am. I don't think I belong here. That's not a kind of skepticism that leads anywhere. <laughs> it, right? It just kind of takes you out because you can't verify any of that in the present. Does that answer your question? Mm. Hmm. Well, yeah, although I guess, I guess you would want to avoid something like, it could lead to, you know, one could lead to, genuine inquiry could lead to avoidance too. Like you want to look and see like, is this a snake? (laughs) Like, is this a rattlesnake? You know, like, and so it's like, you don't need to go and pet it to find out. <laughs> so it could lead to avoidance, right? That's like with the, you know, uns, you know, craving or clinging. You say like, so you want to approach enough to see clearly, yeah. But if you're just in doubt about it, you're like, Duh, is that? A, I don't know. Is it? You know, you're not really looking at the snake, and maybe it's not even a snake. Maybe it's a, a rope. That's a traditional metaphor. You think. A rope is a snake, and then you're just scared and avoiding, but you haven't looked. So you want to avoid the rattlesnake. (laughs) Metaphors can get clunky, but I noticed I was mixing many of them in the meditation, hoping it wasn't, is it a river? Is it a sky? (laughs) Just throwing stuff in to kind of get in the neighborhood. Uh, Lots of hands, but so let let me just actually pause here for a moment because we are going to do something special tonight. I shouldn't build it up. (laughs) What we're going to do is, there have been a lot of questions and we've gotten a lot of notes with really good questions that we haven't had time to answer, you know, so, or respond to. What we'd like to invite, so tonight we're not going to do a regular Dharma talk. What we're going to have, Anushka and I are going to do is we'd ask you to, if you have a, a Dharma question, yeah. to write it on a small piece of that paper, the small pieces of paper, <laughs> to write it as clearly and legibly as possible and as succinctly as possible, and to put it in this bell <laughs> before 12.30. Okay? Uh, but don't spend all morning drafting your note. <laughs> Stay in the practice. Right? But, and so, and we're not going to go back to notes we've gotten already because one, one thing I know is sometimes you have a question on day two of the retreat and it's answered itself already. So if you have written a note that you want to answer, if, just write it again if it's still in a live question for you. We will not be able to get to all of them, but we will choose a few of them. So if your question doesn't get answered, it's still a worthy question. Uh, it's just that we won't have time to do all of them. Um, but that way we can have uh, uh, like an exchange with some of the questions you have, uh, which you know I think is a, a really nice way to do this kind of inquiry. Um, I, mean, I made a few notes about that, so let me just see if I'm mistaken. Small paper, clear writing. You don't need to sign it, okay? Uh, and we won't get to all of them. Uh, and yeah, please leave them in here before lunch. Okay. Uh, so a few announcements. Um, one is to make sure to come to the 2.30. Uh, you'll notice the schedule has changed for today in the afternoon. And at 2.30, and here are the closing announcements. Uh, it's a really important session for you to come to because you, you, there's information that you will need. So please come to the, the 2.30, um, not sitting, but the 2.30 uh, meeting. Uh, this is from the managers, uh, carpools and shuttles. The managers created a list of airport shuttle departures and carpool needs. Notice what happens as I start to read stuff about leaving. Uh, 
If you signed up for an airport shuttle or a carpool, check the bulletin board for more information. And if you can offer a ride, please sign up on the bulletin board. And you can talk to the managers if you have questions. Okay, so that's just a note for now, uh, that if you signed up for a shuttle, check the bulletin board for more information. Okay? Uh, and if you can offer a ride, you can put that on there. Um, also, a few of you have left like logistical notes. And because we're pretty busy in the course of the retreat uh, with all of you, logistical notes about practice groups or things after, uh, maybe we could try to get to them tomorrow morning. Or I will, you know, after we close, I'll stay for a little bit. So you can come up and, and, and talk to me if you have some logistical questions about practice stuff. Um, also, we have a whole day and a half left of this retreat. Don't leave mentally. Okay? This is precious time. And also you've developed a lot of momentum, even if you don't feel it. You really have. And so this is a very fruitful time of the retreat. And if you start to have thoughts about leaving, that's normal doesn't mean you need to banish them. We've never been teaching banishing of thoughts. But include them in the practice. That can be very fruitful to include what's arising. You know, whether it's, I can't wait to get out of here, or I want to stay forever, or, and the feelings that come with either of those, or planning, what have you. Just really meet it with the practice, because that's really a useful thing. Okay? So we're, we're, we're still really cooking here in the, in the heart of the retreat. So uh, that goes for just all of the structures that we have in place. Please uh, stay fully in it for your own benefit. Okay. Uh, so now some of you have uh, practice groups, and uh, for others we have a walking period. I want to check with my co-teachers. Is there anything I'm leaving out? Or okay. Okay. Well, have a wonderful day, uh, and. Um, you know what to do. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.